The following program is sponsored by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome to Channel Mom. We're so glad to have you on board. I hope that you tuned into the show today for a reason. Uh, We have a very, I don't know, sensitive issue. And the mom that we have on today is going to get really real. She's even a little nervous about it. Uh, But that's okay. I, I felt called to have her on the show because, first of all, her story is unbelievable. And and even if you have not been in her condition, I think you'll find the story fascinating. And I think you'll have your eyes wide open for other moms or women who might be going through this and and how you can help and and things like that. Uh, So we're going to we're going to dive right in. I do want to remind you, though, that Channel Mom is truly here for you. There's a lot of media out there that fails to honor motherhood and to lift up family and to to remind moms that they've got an extremely important job, whether they work out of the home or in the home. Uh, motherhood is immensely important to our nation and to our world. So we need you to do it well. And that's why Channel Mom is here to encourage you, to, to advise you, to help you, to, to love on you, to to bring you everything from celebrity interviews to to regular old mom interviews. But, you know, frankly, those celebrities are regular old moms, too. But we're, we're, we're on podcast. We're on our YouTube channel. We have quite a following on the YouTube channel, uh, more than half a million views now. So we'd love for you to check out our videos there. And also we're on the ground. We do Channel Mom coffees to reach out to moms. And we're partnering with other nonprofits to uh, love on moms in every arena. We're, we're partnered with Marriage Ministries and with Mops International. That's a great one to have on board now. And uh, a prison ministry and a mentoring ministry and all kinds of folks who help moms on the ground. And some of them are organizations, some are ministries, but we're here for you. And that is why we do what we do to be here for moms. Okay. Her name, and you can hear her baby in the background. Her name is Leslie Longo. She has a postpartum depression story to share with you. She happens to also be a full-time vet and uh, works very hard at both her job as a mother and uh, a wife and also at her veterinary job. But we're we're blessed to have her on the show today, and I'm excited to have her tell your story. It's not, I, I think she would probably tell you the story is not exciting, but but it's brutal. And and she now has a heart to help other moms, and, and we're going to try to facilitate that through Channel Mom. So so if you know somebody or if you've been through it, uh, we want to help you. Her baby's now rapidly throwing things on the floor to see if we'll pick them up in the studio as we're chatting. So, so Leslie, welcome to Channel Mom. Thank you. You're welcome. So, so why don't you give folks kind of the background and we'll, we'll kind of tell your story throughout the show today and then sort of what your hopes are and what you think that moms who've suffered from this or may suffer from it need. Okay. So, so why don't you tell us your story? How, okay. how did it start out? Okay. So, um, I had a pretty normal pregnancy mm-hmm. and a pretty healthy pregnancy and um, gave birth the day before my due date. Yeah, that's quite all right. All all the baby toys in the background (laughs) will be just fine with. Okay. Um, And when I gave birth the day before, I developed a uterine infection um, in the hospital. And it it actually, it wasn't wasn't too much. It was, I 
had a fever and but precautionary sake they took my son to the NICU uh-huh. um, started us both on antibiotics and then when he was down in the NICU they discovered that he wasn't oxygenating normally so he was in the NICU for a total of five days okay um, during that time I guess I expected labor and delivery to be um, everybody had called my hospital the baby the baby ridge and you know i i kind of in my mind thought it would be like a hotel stay i don't know what my expectations well, were totally be. wrong it can be yeah and um i thought it was a place to kind of recuperate from from labor and um what i found instead was that i was being pulled in you know three or four different directions at all times trying to learn to nurse um, when I was downstairs with him and NICU, the nurses upstairs were calling me for antibiotics. When I got upstairs, the nurses downstairs in the NICU were calling me to nurse, and I felt very stressed from from the very get go. Okay. Um, uh, so the, your introduction to motherhood was stressful. Was very and, stressful. And alarming and overwhelming. And okay. yeah, yeah, and I think also I. Um, all of a sudden, I had this little baby, and I felt, even though I have a very loving, caring husband, I felt very responsible for, you know, solely responsible for this life, and yeah. that was very stressful yeah. as well. So um, it could be overwhelming. And you and I were talking about this before we went on air. If you've kind of done, you know, what what a lot of girls and women do now, you know, sixty to ninety percent, sort of at least prepare for a career, and then and then, you know, probably about thirty percent take time off to be a stay at home mom, but. But if you had only career on your mind, career, 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 and you never really felt responsible for keeping somebody alive, yeah. I mean, your husband could feed himself. <laughs> that is, you look at, the, and I was overwhelmed with love, but it's, but it's also, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. this baby is dependent on me to stay alive. Yeah. That can be overwhelming, especially if you've been trained up to only focus on a career right. in some ways. Right. Yeah. Really overwhelming, and also because I was always so career focused. Um, I was never, I was never a baby person, so uh, very overwhelming that he was mine, solely mine, and well, not not solely, but yeah. I felt that way. So um, thankfully, because I have a medical background, I didn't feel too stressed about his condition in the NICU. So so that actually wasn't, I you know, he had a lot of testing that was all negative, and apparently babies in altitude in Colorado just do this. And I felt okay with that. He just needs time. Yeah. Um, So, but it started out stressful and and it was so stressful. I actually, I didn't allow any visitors to come visit me in the hospital and I should have known right at the beginning. Um, So then we went home and um, the stress just continued. So my husband and I were new parents and knew nothing about babies. And our little guy was pretty happy for the first week, but then at that first week, he's, he became colicky, and he started crying. There was a time when he would cry if he was awake. and um, But he just really didn't have any silence when he was awake. Right. Just crying, crying, yeah. crying. Crying, crying, crying. And, you know, in early on, maybe that wasn't as much. Maybe that started around a month. But for the first couple of weeks, it was, you know, three, four, five hours at nighttime. We would just expect it. He'd be crying, and we didn't know how to soothe him. And it created a lot of tension between my husband and I because we're both trying to soothe this baby, and um, we're we're both feeling responsible for it. So the sharing aspect wasn't happening very well yeah. as well, and that created a lot of tension for sharing, us. Sharing, like, your personal feelings? No. Well, that too. Yeah. But just sharing in the workload of him, you know? Yeah. One of us would feel like, I started this. I need to get him to stop crying and um as a mother i think you probably know when he cries it goes to the to the very center of you and um 
I I needed to be the one that was soothing him. And if I was in another room and he was crying, and even if I knew my husband was soothing him, it was really stressful to hear that cry, yeah. mainly because I felt, I, I guess I felt like I needed to be in control. Sure. Um, well, you also lactate. Let's just be honest. Right. Like, things happen and you're like, <laughs> right. like, there's a response. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so, so it progressed. So, so that was like one month. And we've got mm-hmm. about five minutes, four minutes left okay. for this segment. It's a long story. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. <laughs> I'll try so, to make it make it quick. That's good. Keep going. Um, so, so the stress, the stress piece kind of just continued. And simultaneously, I felt um, what I thought was baby blues, um, just a sadness and kind of just a sadness deep down within me. And, it, and, and I cried a lot. Um, but everybody I talked to said that would be very normal in the beginning and that it was just baby blues. And, okay. So you make a, di- you distinguish between baby blues and postpartum depression. Yes. Mm-hmm. Baby blues is just sort of minor and, and temporary. Right. Apparently most women go through baby blues as their hormones are adjusting, as their progesterone is dropping. And, um, <clears throat> and then there's, you know, a select few that, that actually develop postpartum depression and baby blues is just that for, you know, one or two weeks after birth, you feel a little sad. Yeah. And just so folks know, we did a statistic look here before we went on the air. It's about 15% of women experience postpartum. But I want to say, I have a feeling it's a little more. I think so, too. Because most of my girlfriends said they experienced something mm-hmm. um, that was more extensive than a week. Mm-hmm. Um, that and, and frankly, when you have teenagers, you kind of go through postpartum <laughs> depression as well. But but I think moms have a sadness sometimes that, that they don't want to tell people about. And yeah. so I have a feeling it's higher than 15%. Yep. Yeah. There. And exactly. And so the sadness and um, and I, and I kind of mentioned it a couple of times and everybody said, no, no, it's fine. You should expect it. And um, this was also actually a time where I had a devotional that was um, a new mommy devotional. And I felt like when I was holding my son at five in the morning, nursing him and he would fall asleep, I would I would do that no- devotional. And and one day um, that devotional was about postpartum depression. And I felt like God just spoke to me. And it said, you know, God doesn't want you to be sad, and he's put, he's put people in places to help you through this and that you should seek help if you are wondering if you have it. And um, right around at the, that time. And so how, how far into? That was at, at about eight weeks. Okay. Um, so I'd been dealing with the sadness, literally crying every day. For um, two months. For two months, yeah. yeah. And um, I remember I woke my husband up that morning, and I said, I have postpartum depression. I need to call my doctor. And I actually called the on-call OB that weekend uh-huh. and um, told her. But simultaneously, I also out of nowhere developed. And I guess not not out of nowhere because I'd been so stressed. The anxiety has had been building. So at the very same time, my anxiety reached a peak. And um, I feel like I wasn't only dealing with depression but anxiety now because that night I stopped sleeping and um, and when I say stop sleeping, not, you know, I hadn't been getting much sleep. I'd been waking up every two to three hours to nurse my son, and it was still taking a long time to nurse him. Um, but I stopped sleeping at nighttime, and yeah. maybe I'd be lucky if I got a 15-minute nap during the day. And, um, and, 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 you know, answer this in 30 seconds because we're going to go to a quick break, and then we'll continue the story because, folks, it goes on. It's, we're not done. And, and this is why I knew Leslie needed to share her story and offer to help other moms. But, but what do you mean by anxiety? It's so, so you were afraid for him, afraid for your life, afraid for what? I was plagued with negative thoughts. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I feared for my life. 
um, not, I guess I feel, feared for my, my baby's life too, because I was so overprotective and worried that something would happen. Um, but then I was plagued with these thoughts of my own health. What would happen if I didn't sleep? Um, I was plagued with a lot of negative thoughts. Yeah. And you were kind of in that dark world up all very, night very. thinking negative thoughts all the time about mm-hmm. yourself, about your, losing your life, about losing your baby, but just nonstop. Ugh. Yeah. I know there are moms out there that are identifying with this. And I know there are people who know people who are identifying with this. And uh, I, I just hope that Leslie can be helped to you when she comes back. She's going to tell you the rest of the story and how she wants to help. So stay tuned for the rest of Channel Mom. to drive a few miles to a beautiful place with delicious food, let me tell you about one of my favorite places to eat in Colorado. Down home, good cooking, old school, and family friendly, it's the Cutthroat Cafe. Chip Thomas is one of those guys who's created an eating establishment where customers feel like family. Nestled in Bailey, Colorado, next to a sparkling river and national forest, enjoy a getaway to the Cutthroat Cafe on your way to Breckenridge, just off Highway 285 in Bailey, Colorado. Hi, this is Jenny from Channel Mom, and I personally believe in the good work of Idrahaji. Because the camp is located in the town where I live, I've witnessed firsthand how Idrahaji draws children closer to Christ. Idrahaji is a Christian camp designed for kids who are ready to embrace new experiences, get closer to God, and enjoy classic camp activities like horse rides, zip lines, and a climbing wall. Idrahaji is nestled in the beautiful Rocky Mountains just outside of Bailey, Colorado. Sign your kids up for life-changing summer fun. Spots are filling fast. Visit idrahaje.org. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt, we're here for you. Hey, welcome back to Channel Mom. I do want to remind you to go visit my friendship at the Petro Cafe in Bailey, Colorado. It is the most down-home restaurant with good old-fashioned comfort food right across from the river, nestled in the mountains in Bailey, Colorado, right along Highway 285, the Cutthroat Cafe. We're grateful to them for their sponsorship. Okay, we are back with Leslie Longo. Uh, she has a depression story, a postpartum depression story she wanted to share and I think that there are folks out there who can just identify with the depression part of it that may not even be going through postpartum depression. We're going to talk about some of the issues you went through. So she was in the middle of her story where she got so depressed and so anxious in combination that she stopped sleeping. Mm-hmm. So, so tell us about how long that went on where you literally were not sleeping at night. You were going without sleep. Yeah, I mean, without sleep, up all night um, for about six to eight weeks. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that's a form of torture. People can die from that. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> since yeah. you mentioned that, a lot of a lot of my recovery research has found that you need a lot less sleep than you think you do. Oh. Yes, you can't you can't survive off of absolutely no sleep, but um, yeah. your body can get through it, and um, God can give you strength. Yeah, that's what I. Well, thank God that you did. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I mean, they do use that in in, in prisoner of war camps where yeah. they use sleep deprivation, sleep deprivation. on purpose. Mm-hmm. So. At about four or five weeks, what what must have you – so you've got this baby. You've got postpartum depression. You, you don't even know how you feel about – you really don't know how you feel about motherhood, right? No, yeah. I actually I, – I wasn't sure at all. I felt like I should be so happy, um, and I was so concerned for him, and I thought that was my form of love. But at the same time, I, and this is really hard for me to say, I felt like he was a burden to me. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So that was – it was really hard. 
and something that you don't want to admit to anybody. Yeah. Um, That's honest, though, sweetheart. Thank yeah. you for telling me. Yeah. Because I am sure there are other moms who have felt that. Yeah. 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 Uh, I have witnessed it with yeah. other moms. And you mm-hmm. feel so guilty, don't you? Yeah. You feel really guilty. So you feel, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. So you felt guilty. You felt depressed. You felt anxious. Yeah. You, you, I mean, you must have just been at your wit's end. Did you want to live? I did. I did want to live. Um, and then, and then when I stopped sleeping, and then I started to wonder if I did want to live. Yeah. Or if I would live. Like you said, I was worried without sleeping at all. Would I live? Would I live through this? And in the in the the middle of the night, when you feel like the entire world is sleeping and you're wide awake, these horrible, horrible thoughts come in your mind. Um, telling you like would it be easier to die right now than to never sleep again because I had myself convinced that I would never sleep again Um, and that was really scary too because I've never had thoughts like that and those clearly were not my own thoughts Um, no those were not from God yes so um, so that itself was was really hard Um, yeah yeah so you had what I think is one of the most horrendous postpartum stories where you had a baby who was crying all the time where where you were never sleeping um where it was hurting your marriage uh where you were at your wits end where where frankly I don't know that you felt suicidal but you felt like you didn't want to live right and there were voices in your head saying you don't want to live right um uh, what happened to, to change it um I have a very supportive husband who um despite our kind of butting heads in the beginning um, was very supportive and, and was scared for me and scared for what I was going through and um, supported me in anything that I needed to do. So my mom came out. Um, and my mom had been out and she left and I literally called her and she came back out the next week. Yeah. And, um, Thank God for mothers. Sometimes mothers you just need mothers. your mom. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah. you just need your mom. And, and I kid you not, and um, she was the beginning. She literally stayed up with me at one point for three weeks straight and – I mean, stayed up with me. And wow. then during the day, she was doing laundry for me and making food for me and um, helping me take care of my son right. And while I was a big lump on the couch. Yeah. Um, so she was she was initially such a rock for me and um, helped me get through it. And a bit, not initially, the entire time. She literally left when I started feeling better. And oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. For her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And during this time, I started focusing on God's promises. And this was hard because I was saying, Lord, why are you putting me through this? Um, do did I your, not? Did your faith falter? It, did you think I thought where is God? I thought all I need is the faith, the size of mustard seed, right? Mm-hmm. Surely it has to be that much. Where are you? Why are you putting through me through this? At one point, I'm like, are you punishing me for something? Are you not listening? I don't feel you. What is going on? And that was really, really hard. And I, I felt, I think out of desperation because I didn't know what else to do. I stuck with it, right? And I yeah. read my Bible and I focused on his word and his promises. And um, it's easy to read, you know, trust in the Lord and he will give you strength and he will give you peace. Um, it's a lot more difficult to actually live it. And um, and alongside of this time with my mom, I also had a couple Christian women who were also paramount in, in helping me through this. And one day, um, this woman from my small group, she, um, and I would call her, you know, 
desperate and I would call and I was calling everybody for help. And maybe that's and truly that's not trusting in the Lord. Right. When you're trying to reach out to everybody and everything. But we can be his hands and feet and acupuncture and aromatics and everything. I tried everything. Um, But yeah, you're right. He can put people in place. And I believe that he did. And she told me, you know, answered prayers are not always the way you want them to be answered. And um, and I know it's hard, but bottom line is you don't know why God is allowing you to go through this, but he will give you the strength to go through it. And honestly, when I started focusing on the fact that, yeah, I'd been awake for weeks and somehow I wasn't I wasn't psychotic and wasn't losing and my mind dead. and I wasn't dead yet. And I started focusing on the fact that, yes, Lord, you're giving me the strength to get through this. I don't know how else I would. Um, and then focusing on that strength, I somehow, somehow in the midst of it, started trusting him um, and meditating on his verses. And I mean, when I say meditate, I mean breaking down his verses word by word and saying them two million times a day to 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 get rid of the negative thoughts in my mind. Some, that was the only way to I could. To counter them almost, to, yeah. To counter my thoughts that said, I will never, you will never sleep. I couldn't even imagine my life in three months with my son. I didn't think I'd be here. I, I, did, I thought I'd be dead. Yeah. Yeah. So but I, you are here, and he's right over there, and you guys are alive. He's so fun now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I started meditating on that, and some, somewhere down the line, that trust turned into more strength, and it turned into peace, that peace that that surpasses all understanding that you think is just in a Bible verse and you'll never know it. I, I, I started to know it and it was awesome. Yeah. It saved you. It saved me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, praise God for that. (laughs) Um, so, so moms that are listening to this today, that are identifying with it or, or are fearing that that's going to happen to them or on their next baby or whatever, or people have been through it or, or people that have friends who are going through it. Um, it, it doesn't sound actually like drugs were what, saved you. I mean, I know drugs can help, so I'm not going to tell yeah. people that they shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, they actually didn't help me. I went through postpartum depression as well. Mine wasn't quite like yours, but it was a year and a half of feeling really dark about life and thinking, why do you know, why are we all here? What's the point? And I wasn't really a Jesus follower yet. Mm-hmm. And um, I, so I get it. I get that dark black. What's the point? What's it all for? I don't, I don't, I don't feel like a good mama. I don't feel like I want to be alive, those kind of things. And I praise God that I got out of it and that he saved me in the middle of it. And, uh, and he rescued me as well. But I want you in the next two minutes to, to, to offer hope and tell folks, you kind of have a vision for, for being a volunteer and a helper and, and a, you know, something in coordination with channel mom in partnership with us. Tell me what you want to do for other moms. I just, I want to, I want to be there for other moms because I think in, in the thick of it, if I would have had somebody to talk to that went through it and to know that they survived and not only survived, but came out stronger on the other end, yeah, it would have meant a million, you know, more than a million dollars. It so would have meant those, so much to me. Saw those precious people that were helping you. They couldn't say, I, I've been, been through this. Nobody had even ever could ever even tell me that they've had insomnia, you know, and just to know that um, that somebody had gone through it and come out on top would have meant so, so much to me. Yeah. So yeah. you want to be that person. I want to be that person. Amen, Leslie. Well, it's a blessing to Channel Mom. I mean, we're, just so you know, folks, we're going to try to f- develop a way for – now, she's not a licensed counselor. But, frankly, she's as good as a counselor in my <laughs> – because counselors weren't even necessarily able to say what you needed to hear, which was this. I've been there. I've been through it. I've had insomnia. I, I have been at my wit's end with with postpartum depression, and I got through it. 
you want to be that solid yeah. rock to help people with. That. And counseling helped a lot. Yeah, and sure. I remember, I'm, not, I'm not putting down yeah, counseling. Yeah, but I do remember the first day I showed up and she said, You're, this is postpartum depression. I thought, really? Really? This is it? And she said, yes, this is it. And I, I was relieved just by that. Yeah. Just so, have somebody diagnose mm-hmm, it. Yeah. yeah. And if you'd had somebody to say, not only is this it, but I've been through it and you're going to make it. Right. That would have helped. So stay tuned, folks, because we're going to, Leslie is going to work with us. Uh, she's a vet, so she's got this great medical background, but um, she's not going to help dogs with postpartum <laughs> depression. She's going to help you. Uh, we're going to we're going to start offering something on a volunteer basis through Channel Mom for mothers who are dealing with this. So w- I hope you'll email us or you will uh, reach out to us. Our email is channelmom at gmail, channelmom at gmail, because this, this is going to be one more of our partnerships on the ground. We do a lot of outreach to moms on the ground with marriage ministry, with uh, prison ministry, with all kinds of things that I mentioned at the beginning of the show. And this is going to be one more. And we're, we're super glad to have you on board. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for telling your story. Yeah, thanks. There is hope. Yep. Little Mr. Asher over there is, is proof of it. <laughs> yeah. She's still alive. And you're committed to motherhood. Yes. I'm in love. I'm happy. And you're glad to be a mama. Yeah, and I'm glad to be a mom. Yeah, we overlook the importance of it and that we needed to, to have her come out of this to be able to help other moms because mothers are raising that next generation, the precious little ashes of the world. We want to support mamas, and, yep. and we forget that in our popular culture that we need to love on and support moms. Thank you, Leslie. God bless you, you. and your precious Asher and your husband. Um, may you have more children and not postpartum depression yes. the next time. <laughs> okay, thanks for tuning in to Channel Mom today. I do want to remind you that we are here for you. We have wonderful moms that that listen to us, like Michelle and Gretchen and Kathy, and they write us and they tell us what this show means to them. We want to be here to encourage you, to to tell you that you don't have to be a size two or or live in a big fat house or drive a nice car to be important and be necessary and valuable in this world. Being a mom, (laughs) thank you, Asher, um, is, is, is everything to that child. And so we thank you for raising your children. We ask that you could support us so that we can remain on the air to cheerlead you and encourage you and advise you and also on the ground helping moms like Leslie and Leslie helping other moms uh we would love it if you could donate to us channelmom.com click the donate to channel mom button god bless you have a beautiful weekend if you enjoy what you hear on channel mom radio and if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families then why don't you come alongside the efforts of channel mom we'd like to offer you our partner package today We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us. To put this show on the air and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM and you'll see our donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family.